Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Beautiful You. I'm your host, Avantika. Thank you so much for being here with me today. We are getting into part two of attachment style. If you have not listened to part one, pause this episode and go back and listen to the part one because, oh my God, I, this is one of the episodes where I got so much response and people were like, were able to identify their attachment style and then they got into reading, you know, more about attachment styles and figuring out what it is and how to get better and all that stuff. So the first episode, you don't want to miss out on that one. In this episode, we get into the nitty gritties of it. We get into the technicalities and we mainly focus on avoidant and anxious attachment style. Just a heads up, if you have forgotten about it, this, the whole part one and part two, it's based on a book called Attached by Amir Levine. Um, I will link down the name of the book and the authors in the description below. But yeah, the whole part actually, part one and part two are based on uh, that book. So yeah, listen to the first episode, the part one, and then come back to this one. For those who have already listened to the first episode, um, here's a little short revision into what we talked about. So according to attachment theory, a person's attachment style is shaped and developed in early childhood in response to their relationships with their earliest caregivers. We covered four attachment styles, anxious, avoidant, secure, and disorganized. We dwelled into each of their characteristics, which helped you identify which attachment style you're likely to have. Then we gave you some statistics as well. Just over 50% are secure. Um, about 20% of people have anxious attachment style. About 25% are avoidant. And the remaining 3-5% to of people fall into disorganized category. We talked about the evolutionary basis for all the attachment styles, what dependency paradox is, and then we also shared our experiences having an anxious attachment style. And by we, I mean, I had a guest on my podcast, Mehek, with whom I was recording the episode and we were just discussing about it. Part two is all with me. So yeah, before I dive into part two, I hope you took the attachment style test. If you didn't, pause the episode right now and do the test, I've linked it down below and you would have somewhat of an idea what your attachment style is. So getting into part two, in part one, we mainly focused on helping you identify your attachment style. In part two, we will start with identifying how to, you know, basically how to identify your partner's attachment style. According to the book attached, there are five golden rules on how to identify your partner's attachment style. First one, determine if he or she seeks intimacy or closeness. Now, this is one of the traits that will sort of be like an immediate giveaway. If the answer is no, that uh, the person does not seek intimacy or is afraid of it or, you know, pulls away from intimacy or closeness, they are more likely to have an avoidant attachment style. Let go of the preconceptions though and look at the whole picture, not just one behavior or one event. Look at the whole picture of how this behavior fits in. The second rule is assess how preoccupied he or she is with the relationship and how sensitive they are to rejection. So does your partner get hurt easily? Are they worried about your future together or if you love them enough to stay with them? How sensitive are they to the details in the relationship that let's say suggest distancing? Um, Let's say you're making a decision on your own. Are they, you know, getting into the integrity of it? Are they paying too much attention to too many little details in your relationship? If the answer to all of this is yes, they're more likely to have an anxious attachment style. Third one is don't rely on one symptom. Look for various signs. So yeah, don't focus on just one singular trait or one singular event. Look at the whole picture. It's always a combination of behaviors and attitudes that help create a pattern. 
the fourth one is assess their reaction to effective communication you shouldn't need to be walking on eggshells all the time and be so occupied by your uh, partner's reaction that you're not able to communicate effectively whatever you want to communicate right so understand like observe and assess how they are reacting to effective communication are they distancing from it are they clinging on to too much on are, are they clinging too much to it or are they you know able to effectively communicate with you in a proper way you know are they listening properly because communication goes both ways it's not just the talking part but also the listening part right the fifth one is listen and look out for the things that they are not saying or doing the unsaid and the undone things are just as informative as the ones which are said and done here's a cheat sheet um from the book itself and yeah basically to help you identify your partner's attachment style i'll just read it from the book so for someone who has an avoidant attachment style they send mixed signals he values his or her independence greatly devalues you uses distancing strategies it can be emotional or physical emphasizes boundaries in the relationships has an unrealistically romantic view of how a relationship should be the person is very mistrustful they fear being taken advantage of by the partner they fear um getting close and all that stuff they have a very rigid view of relationships and you know set uncompromising rules they tend to explode or get away during a disagreement they don't make their intentions clear they have a very difficult time talking about what's going on between you two for someone who has anxious attachment style they require a lot of closeness in the relationship they express insecurities worries about rejection they are very unhappy when not in a relationship so they constantly feel the need to be in a relationship like all the time they play game to keep your attention or interest they have difficulty explaining what's bothering them they expect you to guess so instead of just communicating they expect you to guess they often act out they have a hard time not making things about himself or her- herself in the relationship they let you set the tone of the relationship they are very preoccupied with the relationship they fear that the small acts will ruin the relationships believe that they must work extremely hard to keep your interest and they get very suspicious that you may be unfaithful because they you know they feel like they need to like earn your interest and they need to earn your faithfulness somehow for someone who has secure attachment style they don't play any games they naturally express their feelings for you they introduces you know friends and family early on when you are close with someone who has secure attachment style that closeness creates even further closeness they don't view relationship as hard work they are not afraid of commitment or dependency they communicate relationship issues well they can reach compromise during arguments they have a very flexible view of relationships they make decisions with you and not for you and they're very reliable and consistent so i hope you are able to understand you know your partner's attachment style a little bit from this cheat sheet for some reason i'm having a really hard time pronouncing cheat sheet but yeah so the thing is how we grow up being attached to our primary caregivers it sets a precedent for the rest of our adult relationships that we have in our life but it doesn't have to be that way when we grow up we could identify our attachment styles we can identify the triggers and the patterns and understand the underlying reasons behind it and then attract partners who help us meet our unmet needs we could change our attachment style that serves us best you know the best in our adult relationships so we don't really have to be stuck with the same patterns we can always break those patterns one of the things that i found really helpful in changing our attachment style is understanding our protest behavior now 
what is protest behavior right so when our needs aren't met or when some previous attachment um wounds are triggered our nervous system gets activated so whole attachment style is very closely linked with our uh, nervous system and a protest behavior is is the act that we indulge in to get into the fight or the flight mode to soothe our nervous system when you have anxious attachment style your protest behavior or activating strategies are excessive attempts to reestablish contact you could be calling or texting them um several times you know you could be seeking desperate um ways you could be like indulging in desperate attempts to get contact from them you might end up withdrawing from someone you keep scores you act hostile or you threaten to leave you use manipulative techniques to get their attention you make them feel um jealous by acting out and all that stuff so if you have anxious attachment style and this is the part now this has we have started in the episode where we are focusing a lot on anxious and avoidant attachment style so if you have anxious attachment style you tend to gravitate towards the ones who have avoidant attachment style this is known as gravitational pull research has shown that avoidant and anxious people actually prefer each other because in a way they complement each other it's like their dynamic reaffirms their own beliefs about themselves in the relationships i'll give you an example for ex- let's say now anxious attachment style people anxious people um want to cling on and want to want like way more intimacy than most people do and they often get let down because of their intimacy needs people who have who are avoidant they believe that they are very strong and independent and they dislike um you know codependency so they tend to pull away so the avoidant people are pulling away and the anxious people tend to you know work harder to get closer so they feel like they need to work harder to get someone's interest and if they are in a relationship with someone who is avoidant the dynamic automatically makes them work harder this is how their beliefs are reaffirmed and when someone you know is avoidant they feel very they feel, they have the sense of independence and they feel that they are very strong and important and all that stuff um because the other person who's the person is anxious they are trying so hard to be in touch with them but they are like they're pulling away so they are like oh but like i'm strong and independent and i don't need to rely on someone else so it's like their beliefs about themselves and the relationships are reaffirmed again so this is why when you meet someone who has a secure attachment style you often find it boring because people who have secure attachment style they come off as honest straightforward they aren't pulling away and when you seek intimacy they give you the intimacy they are, they are not afraid um of the closeness you know and they are also very reliable and consistent which so people who have avoidant attachment style or anxious attachment style often find it to be boring because that's just not what they're used to now that you know that you have anxious attachment style what to do now acknowledge and accept your true relationship needs understand that you have more intimacy needs and that is completely okay there's nothing wrong with it recognize and rule out the avoidant prospects early on if you know someone who's very avoidant just like be aware of the dynamic and be aware of what the patterns could be repeated so like just be aware that the person is avoidant and try to rule them out if you could this again i don't completely agree with it because if you have enough self awareness and if your partner has enough self awareness i feel like people who have avoidant and anxious could make it work it really depends on the communication and self awareness a person has and the willing to put in the efforts right so this is not for those exceptions where both of the people are willing to put in the work and all that stuff so yeah uh this is like except for those cases 
The third one is be your authentic self and use effective communication. Rather than focusing on those um, famous dating advice that you find on the internet, which are like, oh, try, be available, but not too available. Play hard to get, you know, act mysterious, wait for the other person to call and text. Don't, if, if that's not you, then don't play into that role. You can just be your authentic self and, you know, effectively communicate your needs. And if the other person is willing to give you that, then that's well and good. And if the other person is not willing to give you that, then you know that that person isn't the one for you. Then there is the fourth one, which is which is called the abundance philosophy. It's basically a numbers game. Give chances to multiple people instead of settling on just one person very early on. So the people who have anxious attachment style, they tend to focus on just one person really early on. And they're just like latching on to just one person. And it might make the other person feel a little suffocated. And yeah, if, if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you get let down quite easily. So this actually might like giving chances to multiple people might help you shift your focus from just one person to a few people which will help you help you not get your nervous system activated you know it's it's basically like the law of probability the more people you meet the greater your chances are to find the one who's a good match for you and lastly give secure people a chance even though you might find it a little boring even though you might find the consistency, because they're so consistent, secure people are consistent, you might think that, oh, there's like no spark or um, no chaos in the relationship. And you might mistake that chaos for lack of attraction, which is not always the case. So yeah, give secure people a chance and see how that goes. If you know that your attachment style is avoidant, then the protest behavior or the deactivating strategies that you might indulge in are saying or thinking that I'm not ready to commit but still staying together with your partner nonetheless. Focusing on the little imperfections in the partner which are very minute and you wouldn't generally focus on them but it's just like you're just trying to find what's wrong with the relationship. You know, you're so focused on finding what's wrong that you just focus on the small little imperfections that don't really uh, matter as much. You would end up flirting with others just to, you know, inflict harm onto the relationship or to introduce insecurity in the relationship. You might pull away when things are going well. You might be keeping secrets and leaving things in the gray area to maintain distance and a feeling of independence. So if your partner doesn't know everything that's going on with you, you might feel like you're being a little independent and that actually might not be helping the relationship. You actually might avoid physical closeness like Let's say you would avoid getting into the same bed as them or just avoiding events where you would need to be physically close. Even emotional closeness, you would even try to, you know, pull away like I already discussed. So if you're avoidant, you tend to gravitate towards those who are anxious and you find secure people boring as we have already covered. There's a phenomenon called phantom X phenomenon, which is very relevant to people who have avoidant attachment style. Basically, after you're broken up with someone, you long for your ex-partner a lot. So once you're at a safe distance, once the threat of intimacy is gone because you're broken up, your nervous system is no longer activated and you no longer feel the need to suppress your true feelings. And then you tend to recall all the great qualities that your ex had. You convince yourself that he or she or they were like the best partner that you ever had and you go back to them and you start the whole vicious cycle because once you go back to them, it's not a safe distance anymore. You get 
close with them and that closeness scares you and it's like a whole vicious cycle right but this fixation and even if you don't go back to them this fixation with the past partner will affect your new forming relationships as it blocks you from getting close to someone else you know so now that you know that you are avoided what could you do first identifying deactivating strategies what are the strategies what are the behaviors that you're indulging in what are the ways that you're acting out um because your nervous system is activated you know focus on mutual support don't focus so much on independence i mean yes being independent is very important but at the same time sometimes i think people take the importance of independence to a whole another level and just refuse to be dependent on someone else but the thing is the whole the dependency paradox that i talked about in the last episode in the in part 1 is that the more dependent you are on someone the more independent you actually get we are social animals right as humans we need each other's support and support and that's completely fine so focus on mutual support and understanding find a secure partner stay with them even if it feels a bit boring in the initial stages be aware of your tendencies to misinterpret behaviors because avoidant people are so focused on finding what's wrong with the relationship they tend to misinterpret a lot of patterns and behaviors stop idealizing the phantom ex remember how critical you were of that relationship and stop using um your ex partner as a deactivating strategy and instead you know shift your focus to someone new someone who is currently present in your life and there are way more um ways that you could indulge in um to have better forming relationships for that read the book i will mention all the details of the book in the description the thing is a lot of our extreme behaviors and attachment styles they stem from some sort of trauma such trauma responses they don't need to define you or consume the entirety of your being but they should be effectively managed in a way that you respond to challenges differently so you're the one who is actually benefited um from a healthy relationship your behaviors should serve you in a healthy manner and i understand that a lot of people have secure attachment style and disorganized as well however i wanted to focus way more on anxious like i've wanted to focus on anxious and avoidant attachment style in this part at least because i see a lot of us having that sort of attachment style and these two are the ones that i have a lot of personal experience in and also a lot of understanding about it the thing about people having disorganized attachment style is that they don't have a pattern with secure anxious and avoidant they have a pattern but with disorganized their pattern is no pattern so you could be avoidant in certain situations and you could be um let's say anxious in another situation and also one more thing that i would like to um share is that different people tend to you know bring out different attachment styles in you so you could have certain relationships where you feel very secure there are certain relationships which would make you feel uh way more anxious or avoidant so it really depends on the other person's attachment style as well it doesn't have to be the blueprint for everything and it keeps on changing and it's very dynamic as you grow up your attachment styles also evolve it's always best to be aware about these things and you know keep yourself informed and self aware about your triggers and patterns so the relationships that you have ongoing in your life serves you the best if you found part 1 and part 2 i know this was like a very short episode but if you found these two parts helpful please let me know i would love to hear about about it i would love to hear if you have any feedback any constructive criticism is welcomed and if there is something that you would want me to um go into more i would love to do my own research on it and then share the information with you guys 
thank you so much for being here i will be linking um some of the videos that i found helpful for attachment style in the description below and yeah do your research read the book if you're interested if these two episodes helped you then i would genuinely suggest reading the book attached it's written by amir levin and rachel heller they have done a phenomenal work um in terms of explaining attachment style with such good examples because i'm the kind of person who needs a lot of research backed up like if you're telling me something tell me why you're telling me tell, tell me like why should i believe you and stuff like that so they have used a lot of good examples in a very easy and understandable and comprehensible way and they have you know used a lot of research backing up what they're saying and it just it makes a lot of sense it's very um it's very useful and you can just start relating to the book basically the information that they're sharing immediately and also they have good guidelines on how to get better if you have because i have a very anxious attachment style and ever since i read that book i think like 2 years ago i have been working on my attachment style constantly there are certain people who bring out the secure uh, part of me way more there are certain people who bring out the anxious um side you know the anxious attachment style and it's like it's all about being aware and just being aware of the triggers and the patterns and the behaviors and then just working constantly on being better you know so yeah thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here and thank you um for sticking you know throughout the end i would love to hear what your feedback is and my instagram and email will be linked down below if you are interested to get in touch please do i would love to hear from you i will see you guys in the next episode I love you. Bye.